Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello everybody and welcome to 2020. It's a new decade and I'm absolutely buzzing to start and to do loads of new private education episodes. I have some really, really great guests lined up. Um, the first guest of 2020 of this new decade is the incredible Paddy Smith. Welcome Paddy. Hello, thank Hello. you very much for having me. Are you buzzing to be here? <laughs> I am buzzing, I am buzzing. I've been wanting to be on this podcast for quite a while. Ah, that's, I'm also very nervous. Why are you nervous? Because they're going to get some of my sexual escapades. Oh, and I have, I haven't, shit. Okay. I haven't unveiled them to the world okay, yet. Okay, we haven't revealed. No. Okay, so we're getting some juice from, from oh, Paddy. Dear. So we want to talk about... So basically, in case anyone doesn't know Paddy, um, you are the winner of The Circle, Channel 4's The Circle 2019. I right? am, yeah. Like, that's incredible. That it's absolutely <laughs> incredible. And congratulations. Um, and you're also a disabled activist. Yes. So you're a disabled man and you are active and you are, you know, making kind of... What would you say yourself? You're... Um, what I'm trying to do is trailblaze and break barriers down mm -hmm. for disabled people within the media platforms. May that be television, radio, with social media, um, print. Just getting more of an awareness and more of people seeing different types of people on media platforms. Yeah, because let's all be honest, we there aren't the, enough. No, and we, we see the same see people all the time. We do, we actually do. And we see the same, same, like same people with the same abilities. Or, yes. You know, so it is, it is good to be able to have uh, more of a mix. So that's, that's something you're really, really passionate about. Really. And it's also, I really want to put across that just because you're disabled, it doesn't mean it's a weakness. It can yeah. be your biggest strength. And I'm using my disability to kind of make a difference, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you, so let's talk a bit about the circle just to start off. So how did, like, did you have to audition for that? I didn't. Well, they got in touch with me through my Instagram. Did they? Yeah. Oh so, um, and then I had to audition, obviously, like well, after yeah. they got in touch with me through my Instagram. Okay. Um, I can't really go much into the auditioning process. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, an auditioning process happened. Yeah. And then um, you basically then either go into hiding or <gasps> so were you like did you have to like hand up your phone for weeks before you started it yeah so basically <gasps> I can't really go into loads of detail yeah, but like you, ha you, you have no you have no contact with the outside world right and obviously I was a late player so in hiding like I couldn't see what was going on because like, yeah. then I'd know the people in the show of course of course yeah uh, but you don't I love really... how you call it in hiding <laughs> I know I know it's very <laughs> Very, very mysterious. Like, yeah, very mysterious. Um, and then, yeah, and then like, I didn't even know I was going to be a lay player until it happens. Mm -hmm. I mean, so, and being a lay player on a show like that, you always feel on the back foot anyway. Yeah. Because, obviously, after a while, I realised I was a lay player because I wasn't hiding for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And then, when you know that, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to be on such the back foot, I'll probably be kicked out straight away because the OGs always stick with the OGs. I and, I, and I know the kind of format of these yeah. reality shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
my game plan was just to go in there and to be unassuming and not intimidating and not try to tread on anyone's toes yeah. and not to come in like trailblazing through kind of wanting to own the circle yes hoping that because you know in a friends group yeah. no one likes someone new coming in thinking they are the shit yeah that's you true know, that's you so don't true. like that so you don't you, you didn't want to go in there like a big personality no. and try and impress everyone you no. were kind of like gently does it gentle does it okay. because you have to think of a friends group when someone new comes in into a friend group you have to find your own feet and yeah. get people to let people get to know you you don't come yeah. in and think you own that group yeah. because you don't totally. you're on the back foot so totally. like it's just to be nice be sound try to be funny yeah. um, and try to be myself but not in an overbearing way and yeah. hopefully that they accept me and it, ha- and it happened to work um, it happened to work very well. I know because <laughs> you won. <laughs> I know, I come, and then I and then I feckin won. I mean, honestly, I never thought that would happen. Um, and apparently, like that's never happened in a reality show where a new person came in, except for Gregor Shea. But in terms of he Stepping had on he, your toes, he, the he, he, he had Amber. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, who was yeah, no yeah, yeah, yeah. In I terms get of it, a yeah. new person coming in, and Amber was very well liked. Yeah. So when he went in. And and also, I think he had the advantage of being able to see the show. Yeah, and right? I didn't. Yeah, so, so that's that's different. It is mad, and yeah. like I never thought I'd win. And like you have to be so strategic in there. Like I yeah. did use my disability in some ways to like gain, I suppose, um, gain attention. Yeah, and almost like you, I wanted to show people that just because I'm disabled doesn't mean it's a weakness. Yeah, yeah. And some people took that to like an, a place of negativity in terms of I'm using it to gain like votes and I was like yeah but people use their looks to become models yeah, and yeah, yeah. people use their math skills to become mathematicians and it's who you are and why should you everyone not? in society thinks that's a weakness why can't I show using it can actually gain something yeah 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 because everyone who's disabled and I felt to myself thinks that's the worst thing that can happen to mm. you I've just shown people on the platform that using it can be help you win a show yeah and why is not a positive absolutely thing? completely and you're in fairness you're no uh you're no stranger to reality tv because you also did first date i know i'm a reality whore <laughs> well two uh. shows i mean who knows where you'll go yeah. from here um but yeah dancing on ice yeah i I, I, I was just about to say that would really be down down your street wouldn't it um first dates so tell me about that because obviously um private education is sex and relationships podcast so we want to we're gonna have um i'm gonna have a a separate chat with Paddy on uh, the Patreon private education and we're going to get into some serious juice uh, on that Juicy later on. shit's going to go down. But we'll, we'll make sure there's some juice on, on the episode for yeah. everyone as well. So talk to me about first dates. Uh, how did that, can you talk a bit about how you got on that yeah, or how so that happened? They got in touch with me. Okay, as well. As well. And I actually said no to begin right. with because okay. I was so... And you were single at this time. Yeah, right? I was yeah. single, yeah. Because yeah. I was asked to go and do undateables before. Okay. Um And... I just really didn't like Channel 4 or be, be Channel 4, Channel 4. Right. and I just really didn't like the premise of the show I thought it showed people with disabilities in a really negative light even the yeah. name yeah, showcases exactly. that people with disabilities mentally and physically can't get a date yeah. and it's almost either making like in ways slight fun of them mm-hmm. and, or making you feel really sorry for them and yeah. that's not what I'm about yeah. so um, first dates for me I was very cautious of not coming across like that, and and yeah. I didn't want to seem like I was desperate, although I kind of was. Do you <laughs> okay, mean? And yeah. some ways we all are to yeah, get a date. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. always, I like, I felt like I was missing out on something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I suppose I never felt attractive, and I didn't want. I wasn't sure if I was ready to showcase that to the world, like my vulnerable side, mm-hmm. because there's 
there's like two sides to me there's like my crazy kind of like outspoken just like don't give a shit side and there's a really vulnerable side of how it really feels for me to be have a disability and always be on the back foot Mm -hmm. with everyone around me Mm -hmm. especially in the kind of circles me and you are in yeah you know yeah no and and in fairness like the the media and that kind of industry in general is one of the most like it's one of the harshest places you can be especially if you don't look a certain particular way and like sometimes I feel that even because I would be more like on the curvy side and you know and I like I wouldn't ever consider myself to be like like what you would consider like typically pretty or anything like that and like you know yourself when you go to an event or whatever and there's like a social photographer there and Mm. you're thinking he definitely doesn't want to take a picture of me because I know he wants people that look a particular way and like it can be hard and do do you find when you said like you didn't think of yourself as attractive yeah does that stem from your disability or does that like is that a kind of I think it did I think with my disability it's the only ever aspect of my personality that it really affected Mm -hmm. you know Um, I never felt good enough I never felt hot especially in the gay scene you see the gay scene is almost it's very I love the gay scene but it's very um, in terms of like fickle in terms of like it's all about image and how you look and your body and do you have a six pack mm-hmm. and here I am like a five foot five like got small guy with specs and crutches yeah like that didn't fit into that <laughs> yeah, yeah ideal like I'm not gonna like you know bang the arse off you yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. aren't you now <laughs> do you know what I mean I'm a yeah. bottom bitch yeah uh, <laughs> proud <laughs> proud bottom bitch here um so in terms of that I just never felt attractive and I always felt like if anyone gave me a morsel of attention yeah. I would jump towards it okay even if I didn't find them attractive yeah and um it was almost to to kind of it was it was just to cut like it was almost to give myself a tonic of feeling wanted yeah so even if I didn't find you attractive at that time in my life I would probably end up going with you yeah because I felt like I was lucky to have you yeah okay and that's and you know I think that's like that's an experience that a lot of people can identify with yeah you know like whether you have some kind of physical disability or or not not, I think a lot of people do have that sense of insecurity I mean insecurities across the board but obviously you know for you then when it came to first dates did did like obviously you're not I don't want to say your desperation yeah. but did your did your inclination to want to get a date and to want to start seeing some people did you think that first dates was going to help you with that in a literal sense or did you think it was going to help you in the kind of getting your name out there people would know um, you a sense it was more it wasn't about getting my name out there and okay. it wasn't about actually getting someone it was more about showcasing how a disabled person may feel in a dating situation yeah. and how someone you know a lot of people as we were speaking before the podcast yeah. a lot of people who don't know people with disabilities would look at them in a certain way and think about them differently yeah. and I what I was trying to get across is it doesn't matter if people think when they look at my face they think I'm good looking or not when they see the crutches that automatically goes out the window yeah. because they then look at me in a different way yeah. so this was to showcase my vulnerabilities and how I feel about going on a date and how someone else feels towards a person with a disability. And have you, have you found in your, in your life, but it is specifically your dating life. Have you found that, you know, your disability makes other people feel awkward or feel feel like there's a barrier to getting to know you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that doesn't come with just dating. That comes with 
friends and everything. Okay. You know, I yeah. think that when I meet someone first, they don't know how to take to me. Okay. Yeah. Um, they don't know how to approach me. They're mm. like, oh God, like, what do I say? Like, is he okay? Yeah. You know, he's a bit mad. Like, <laughs> just like they're just a bit taken back. Yeah. And yeah. it's, and what's funny about it is, is I used to always think, it was because of my disability that these things were happening. But what it actually was is that in the background, I wasn't accepting fully who I was. Okay. So since I've accepted fully who I am and I embrace my disability instead of trying to hide it on apps or not talk about it or not make people feel comfortable, about it, like just never bring it up in conversation. Mm-hmm. That was me kind of running away from it. Yeah. And ever since I've fully accepted, cheers, I'm fucking riding rings around everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> that's so funny. do you think that um you being comfortable with it yeah and you openly chatting about it puts other people in a more comfortable position to to, to talk to you back about it especially it puts people at ease doesn't it yeah, yeah because now they know it's open for discussion and there's questions that they may have not had the balls to ask because they don't know how to approach it yeah. now they feel in a comfortable space Comfortable, comfortable space. Yeah. space. Yeah. And do you ever get do you ever get stupid questions? Do you ever get questions ah, yeah, where you're like, like, "Ah, would you ever?" Of course. Like one person was like, "Can you still have sex?" So okay, yeah. I'm like, "Baby, you. I've got moves like, that you haven't seen. <laughs> These disabled legs got moves you haven't seen. It makes me especially flexible." <laughs> Very uniquely flexible. Yeah, uniquely yeah. flexible. Not in the not in the um the normal way, babes. <laughs> So funny. And do you like, you know, in when you went on first dates, obviously that's televised. So it's kind of yeah. it's kind of different from what a, I suppose a typical first date might be like. Um, but what what were your expectations from the show? I really didn't have any expectations. All I wanted was to get a story out there for people to see in terms of how difficult it can be for a disabled person to go on a date and how difficult it can be for someone who's not disabled to go on a date with a disabled person because we're both coming from different points of view. Mm -hmm. And my whole thing is to to bridge that barrier Mm -hmm. that I think able people and disabled people have with each other and bring them together, you know? Um, And I... And probably at that time, I, I can't really remember because it was so long ago, but yeah. everyone's not like, I was walking down the road and they were like, you're the guy from first dates. And like, I've done so much more since then. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm like yeah, friends yeah. cast. Yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. first dates. Hey. I'm like, oh my God. You, like, you don't know any of my current yeah. work. <laughs> I'm like, what about, what about circle? <laughs> They're like, no. They know you from first dates. <laughs> yeah, date. first dates. Yeah. Um, so, and in terms of like, what I want my message to get across, I just wanted to be myself and to be, the most authentic self I could be and, and tell you, my did story. Did you get anything from it in terms of, um, obviously, I, like people identify, you know, people yeah. can, people see it and people know you from the show. Did you get anything from it romantically? Um, no, the okay. guy that I was actually meant to date with, this is scandal there. Oh, the tea. Oh, the tea. He wanted to, he was like, are you the guy from, because at the time I remember we did Snapchat. Yeah. And he was like, are you the guy from Snapchat after we went to the George? Right. And uh, I was like, yeah. And he was like, I actually might start my sober life. And at that time, like, I did everything called hashtag my disabled life. Right. So, like, I was like, that's very, t-. like, he also wanted to start his own thing called my sober so, life. Okay. So he was kind of, you, did you get the yeah, vibe he was looking for yeah, a platform? Looking and- for a platform. And, like, I didn't think he fancied me, like... It was always me leaning in for the kiss that night. Right, like, okay. he never leaned in. Like, he okay. obviously kissed back. Mm. But I felt like, you know when you get the vibe of, like, 
they, you're not really into me. Yeah. You're. Did you feel it was a bit like transactional? Yeah. Like he was trying to get something from you, kind of. Or most just like felt sorry for me and was like, you know what? He's a nice guy. Okay. And almost like, also like I like what he does with his platform. Maybe I can do something because I he wanted to he wanted to start sobriety. Okay. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe I got. Yeah. And so were you were you kind of in any way disappointed with the reality of the the first dates? experience um no I actually wasn't I thought it was a okay. really really nice and like you know I like god it opened so many doors for me yeah that I didn't think would be open mm-hmm. um and it's got me to where I am today I mean I don't know if I'd like presented the fitting room I wouldn't know if I've done and done that or you know have done the amazing things I've done in terms of even getting on the circle who yeah. knows yeah. I think that's yeah. uh, and I also think it's given a voice to people who with disabilities I mean look how many like disability activists there are coming out of the woodwork yeah. now and yeah. in terms of like you know people in Canada doing you know sexual um explorations of disabled sex which is fab yeah and great yeah. and that thing that show on Netflix coming out you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, special which was about a disabled guy who had cerebral palsy he was gay and he had glasses I was like is he me <laughs> hello Paddy is that yeah. you yeah <laughs> yeah so like I think it's a really good also I think Ireland's come a long way yeah from the first eighth episode to now and I've come I'm completely different I mean even if you look at how I looked back then I'm comp- like it's, yeah. it's like like I hopefully think it's a change there was, like, a, there was a glow up you're yeah, hoping exactly. for the glow I'm up like, Ashton give me some, uh, <laughs> give me some compliments definitely like, a glow <laughs> although in fairness how, how many years ago was that? three so like three years ago, I I hadn't discovered like how to do my brows around. So, <laughs> look, we've all we've all you, had you were it. like Whoopi Goldberg going around. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! So yeah, I want to talk to you now about your dating life a bit. So because I mean, when when did you? Well, I don't know. Did you come out to your family? Yeah. Like when did that all happen so for when you? I was and... about seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So I had to come out to my friends first as okay. you do when I came out as bisexual, which I'm not. <laughs> um, and I think sexuality is on like a spectrum. Yeah, right? sure. So it never says I actually probably could get with a girl okay. in the right situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to end up with a girl. Okay. I mean. Yeah. But yeah. in the right situation, if we were getting freaky and it ends up being like this mad night out, yeah. I probably could end up getting with a girl. Okay. It wouldn't make me feel physically like I could do it's it. It's not repulsive no, to you, the it's idea. Not repulsive okay, to okay. Me at all. Okay. But I just want to end up with a lad, you know? Yeah, it's okay. like those people out there that have like maybe experiments. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. But um I came out to my parents obviously in normal dramatic fashion as I do. Brilliant. Um How did that go? on uh, New Year's Eve, I think I came in from a party and I was like, Happy New Year and they had just been taught I've been told from my mum and my aunt that they were just been talking about Maybe I was gay. Right. My whole family were talking about it. Like on that in, night, yeah. like oh my god, I come in flamboyantly like Happy New Year, <laughs> and like literally slut dropping to the ground. And my dad's like, maybe he is. Um, <laughs> and then maybe, I told yeah. my cousin, ready to pop the question. The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. 
If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. That night, there was like a party, you know, okay. like those family parties. I told yeah, my yeah. cousin. Yeah who ended up telling my dad that he told, that I told him, and my mom. And then the next day, you know, like when you walk into a room and you can feel like everyone's talking about you. Yes. I went out to the glass ward, it was like silence. Okay, like I've, I've had that experience. Tumbleweeds going through oh, them. Gosh. And I just knew it was about me. I knew, like. Yeah. So I had never actually told them, but I, through that night, everyone found out because okay. I had told my cousin who told everyone. Okay. And then did you have to have... Did your parents want to have a direct discussion about no, it? No, my mom did. My mom had a direct okay. discussion with me okay. and she was like, just make sure it's what you want. It's not a phase. My dad and me never spoke about it. Okay. But like he knew and I knew that he knew and he knew I knew yeah. he knew. <laughs> like, yeah. if that makes sense. They don't know we know they know yeah. we know. <laughs> and like every time I said he was going, I'm going into town, he'd know I'm going to St. George, but we just wouldn't speak about it. And, I then, get like, you. and yeah. then like a year later, I was doing my fake tan as I would. Sunshine wrap at the time. Lovely. Yeah, maybe yeah. mixed with a bit of Sally Hansen. Nice. Okay. Yeah, just to get rid of that like, matte effect. I get you. Yeah. And um, he came in and he was like, here, here, he's doing this fake tan. Um, and he like threw the phone at me and started laughing. He was like, your sister's on the phone. And like, he'd never kind of said anything in terms of fake tan yeah, or anything, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. In, anything that he would associate with being gay yeah. or feminine yeah so like that was his first way to say kind of it's to okay to acknowledge it yeah okay and then the best thing I've, like because obviously he's passed away now so the best thing he's ever done is on gay marriage he sat me down he was like I'm gonna vote yes brilliant for gay marriage and like I think that's the biggest I mean from where we came from in terms of not speaking about it to then when gay marriage came around for him to actually say yes to gay marriage and like just to give you context here for even your listeners mm. like my my dad was very old school like he was in his like he was in his 50s when he had me do you okay. know what I mean so okay, like okay okay so he was so yeah. like like he would have been Jesus in his 80s making this decision of gay marriage okay. and like obviously we all know how Ireland was back in that day yeah so for him this is a big deal he was doing it because he loved me and almost like has had I felt that was a real way of him accepting who I was. Um, yeah, I um, I know for in my own family, like my mom wouldn't be like super. I don't know. She wouldn't be very. We wouldn't. We wouldn't have the chats. Like as in, you know, yeah. say when I got my first period, we didn't really talk about it much. She was very much like, yeah, there's there's things in the bathroom. Just work away there. You know, it was mm-hmm. we never had like and I, and then I didn't talk to her about the first time I had sex. I didn't talk to her when I wanted to go on the pill. We just didn't, not that, no. you know, we just weren't, we just didn't have that kind of relationship. I was very Irish. It's yeah, a very totally. Irish family. We just sweep things under the rug. Yeah. You know? And I, like, I, in a way, I think, you know, there were some, I know there were some friends of mine and stuff that had, you know, and all those kind of life milestones were happening. They were able to talk to their, one of their parents at least. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my dad didn't want to know when I was having sex for the first time <laughs> yeah. or anything like that. But like, like, dad, I'm banging this lad. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, I, I kind of, I see where you're coming from in the sense that like there's there's almost like a an unspoken action yeah. that the, a parent will do to let you know no, it's okay that it's and, a, that and they, they can't and that express they it but yeah. that 
but they're okay with it and they're behind you and they're supportive and yeah. whatever. Um, so that's really that's a really almost nice like thing. like your mom bringing you to get the pill. Totally, yeah. Like she knows, she knows, but you don't have to speak about why you're getting the pill. She knows it's not for your acne, but you know we're, all <laughs> we're all pretending. <laughs> Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's like her unspoken way of saying, like, Grant, I'm supporting you. Just You'll do what okay. you need to do. Be safe. Totally. You know. And so then, um, how kind of? I mean, how long was it then before you got into a relationship? Or God, um, well, my first relationship was. Like, la- uh, my first relationship was literally, like, I think a year and a half ago. Okay. So... And how old are you now, Paddy, if you don't mind me asking? Such thir- a rude 31. Question. Right, okay. I don't look a day over 25. You absolutely don't. Are you joking me? Stop. <laughs> it's this skincare routine I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag ad. No, hashtag ad. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, so about a year ago. Okay. And, like, but the funny thing about this, uh, Ashlyn, is mm. that, like, I used to think that I couldn't wait to get in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be, like completely besotted if I was in a relationship like I like it's all I ever wanted and once I had it I wasn't that type of person in a relationship okay I was very controlled right okay I was really that's interesting isn't yeah it? I was really controlled very like very much like I don't really like affection that much I've realized like I don't really like cuddles right like it, like you would be on for no, PDAs or anything no, no? Do you know I mean I'm like if I do show you love, mm. I, it would be kind of like on my terms. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, but sure, isn't there like, I, I, a friend of mine read a book recently and she was telling me there's like different kind of love languages. There's a different, yeah. different ways that people show their love. There is. And yeah. like, I know I'd be quite affectionate and yeah. I'd be very, I'd be very vocal. Like as in I'd, ta- See, I I'd talk a lot about, you know, I'd always say I love you to my husband and I'd always talk to him about, you know, we're like, we have, fairly good communication yeah so your love language is obviously no for yeah. the cuddles no, no for the PDA. yeah I don't like and I do, like more my language would be like I bring him for a weekend away okay you know yeah and like we'd go for a stunning dinner and like obviously when you're drunk like it's different yeah but I mean <laughs> yeah. like obviously your morals go out the window and you're fucking <laughs> saying I'll marry you tomorrow um <laughs> but we all know that's not true you know? yeah. but whatever what I'm trying to say is like the way I thought I would be in a relationship is yeah. actually completely different. Like, my ex-boyfriend used to say to me, like, I'm very hard to read. Okay. Like, he found me quite mysterious and unpredictable. Okay. And, like, like in a weird way, like, slightly domineering. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, okay. I, it showed that, like, I, I, like, yeah, just very different to what I thought it would be like in a right. relationship. Okay. I actually am, I like my own independence and I'm very much about kind of not finding someone that I want someone to have their own life. Yeah. And for me to fit into that life and for them to fit in with me. Okay. Not for them to be my world. That's not something I'm looking for. Yeah. Everyone looks for something in relationships, I've realised. Mm-hmm. And like, I've, I'm seeing someone else now. Yeah. And everyone looks for something else. I look for spontaneity and security and you know an adventure yeah you know I'm not looking for you to share me with love and affection okay and that's not yeah. something that would you're more looking for fun and yeah fun like, and like making memories and yeah. like having your own security I like someone that has their own mind yeah and like not afraid to like I don't need you to text me every day Okay. I don't yeah. need you to text me every minute of every day because mm-hmm. I want to do the same to you. You know, yeah, yeah. I want you to have your own dreams, have your own aspirations, and yeah. we come together. And, yeah. And did know. that that was that not apparent in, in the right balance in your first relationship? No, okay. No. Okay. He 
was like overbearingly affectionate to me. Right. I felt, okay. and he felt like I wasn't affectionate to him at all. Okay, yeah. We yeah. were just completely different souls. Yeah, like yeah. He shared me with so much love to the point where like I didn't like that anymore. Yeah, yeah. like you kind of that almost made you retreat away. Retreat from... Retreat away from yeah. him, you yeah. know. Yeah, and it's funny and because do, my do friends think... thought I would, I would absolutely be like. Besotted. Give me all that, like, yeah. yeah. Do you think that came from that kind of love of your own independence and the want to kind of have two separate lives and both be partners at the same time? Yeah. Do you think that came from being single for quite a while? Yeah, and I think I, I think you just got to love yourself yeah. too much, almost. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm love, I'm like I'm like Samantha, but I love me more. Yeah, you know, and shouldn't we all? Like, I think that yeah, you're right in terms of I've been alone for so long that mm. I have worked on myself and loving myself. Yeah. So, and it's also very, it's very hard for me to open up to someone about my vulnerabilities. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, part of me always thinks that they like the idea of me, but they don't actually, they won't like the real me if I show them. Mm-hmm. And I and I also think, and this is something I'm currently working on, and like, Jesus, we're working on ourselves all the time. Totally, yeah, yeah. And this isn't like a new, new me or new me, it's just in it's just complete you're, you're honesty. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always feel that if I did let them in, the kind of... Like the mystery that people like about me, I think. Because everyone that's been with me, they're like, I like that. I don't really know where I'm at. It makes it fun. Yeah. You're like you're okay. unpredictable. Yeah. I feel like if I let that go and I let people in, they won't find me fun anymore. Okay. I see what you mean. Do you know what I mean? That yeah. that kind of excitement will go out the window and it's complete bullshit because of totally. like but it's in your own insecurity in your head. It's yeah. probably because I haven't this is the first time in my life that I've ever felt attractive and maybe a part of me feels like showing people the vulnerable, sad side of me who's attracted to that. Fair, yeah. And like, I think the kind of, I get the vibe that like you're thinking treat him mean, keep him keen. Yeah. Like if you are a bit kind of aloof, a bit yeah, a bit of aloof, yeah. Then they're like a bit more keen. Whereas yeah. if you get, if you lay it out all on a plate for them, yeah. Then and I've a, done that a, before. You're vulnerable, and yeah. then you could get that means you could get hurt, hurt. and be you know. What, why, where's the mystery gone then? Because obviously, yeah. you, you said like that spontaneity and fun and things you want in your relationship, but yeah, a bit of mystery adds to that level of fun, doesn't it? It does. Like, um, and so you're the first relationship that you had, like before that, were you dating people? Were you yeah. sleeping around, sleeping having around, a bit of fun, riding okay. around, yeah, and uh, having a bit of fun, yeah. always safe, always protected, Absolutely. um, but yeah, I was having a bit of fun, but it was like. Once again, I it was emptiness. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, grinder hookups. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. You know, just yeah. sex, basically. Which okay. can, at our age, can get a bit empty. And But I always felt like... I was like, it's so weird. I've never opened like this. But I'm like, I've always felt like I'm never going to be... I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I end up alone. Okay. And that's really difficult to say. But I wouldn't be surprised if I, that happened. And how do you feel about that? possibility yeah I mean I'm I'm okay with it now look I hope I don't but there's always a thing in the back of my head even when I was a kid I, I always thought like I'll probably end up alone mm-hmm. and I don't know why I can't explain it you know some yeah. people say they think they're gonna die young and they don't know why they think that yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. just an instinct that you an have. instinct but yeah. I'm also happy that I'm getting to experience relationships and like yeah. I'm learning as well like I'm much more affectionate with the person I am with now I also mm-hmm. think it's about personalities and how they match totally. I think he gave me too much 
Yeah. And it made me retreat more and become more standoffish and aloof and yeah. almost like be like, get away from me because yeah. he was so affectionate. Yeah. And my God, I will say like, I did love him in some ways. Like I did love him in mm. my own way, but he almost loved me too much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. There's a, there, and there's so many situations like that in, in relationships where like one person feels like they're, they love the other person more. Yeah. And I, f- I personally feel like I've, I've had that situation myself and I was the one that was loving the other person more. Yeah. And they were the ones that were standoffish. And yeah. they were the ones that were like, like I remember an ex of mine, um, we were together, We like we were dating. We had been together and then we'd broken up and then we'd gotten back together. And I was, I was definitely the driver of us getting back together. Like I was like, mm. we have to give this another go. I think it could work, blah, blah, blah. Obviously now it didn't because yeah. we're no longer together. But when we got back together, he, I remember distinctly him saying to me, we can only see each other. I or I'm only available to see you on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Yeah, and I mean I was that like, could have been that should have been an eye opener right there. Oh my god, yeah. totally! But I was so blinded by just the pure love, love yeah. that I was like, yeah, cool. So he would like I'd go over to him on Wednesdays and we'd like go on a date or whatever, and then mm-hmm. I'd stay over and then I'd see him again on the Saturday and we'd go on a date and it was great. Mm. And like in the in the days in between, I was flat out. I was like in the gym. I was hanging out with my friends. I was not waiting around. Yeah. It's not like I was waiting around for Wednesday yeah. and Saturday. So I it almost it kind of went on and on and on, and it went on for so long that I was thinking, <clears throat> I was like, hang on a second. We've been doing this for like a year now. Why can I only see my boyfriend on Wednesdays and Saturdays? And like it got to the stage where say it was a Friday yeah, night and, and I you was were doing like, nothing. Yeah. I'd be like, I'd text him and I'd be like, what are you doing? And he'd be like, oh, nothing, just like at home watching telly or whatever. And I'd be like, me too. Yeah. He'd never be like, come over. Come over. I know. And it got, to, it got to the point where I was like, hang on a second. What yeah. are you doing? This yeah. is not love. Like, this is not what this is. And I was so mad about him that I let that go. Yeah. And let that happen. And you know, he, he obviously wasn't, I obviously wasn't, you know, we weren't, we weren't compatible in, in the, in the way we wanted to yeah, live our just relationship. Weren't, yeah. We just weren't. He and wanted different things and you wanted different things. And yeah, it's, it's obviously, the, uh, it's, it's, it's similar. It's, it's personality traits. Totally. And like, you know, it's, and also it's the aspect of like, even in friendships, it's mm. the same way. Like if someone is too needy in a friendship. Yeah. Like it gets to the point where you're like oh god yeah you know and, and the, the the concept of being too needy, needy. Is, is completely subjective yeah, as well subjective because because to everyone y- yeah like your needy might yes. be my yeah, normal, normal and vice versa you know and like you need to find someone kind of on your wavelength mm-hmm. and totally. also someone that you're kind of equal with yeah do you know what I mean that you feel that he, he they are your equal yeah you know? and do you feel like you've had to um because I feel like I mean I've been how many I've been in maybe three kind of semi-serious relationships and yeah. then ar- around that you know one or two very non-serious just yeah. kind of sex things um and oh but that's over the course of my whole 20s and then you know I when I, I was what 29 when I got married so that's kind of my obviously this is my, yeah. my last relationship <laughs> like, when you got divorced <laughs> <laughs> but although I do call him my current husband which is fine but through my whole 20s I was I was in and out of those relationships learning lessons right mm. so I learned and, and I never regret any relationship because you always we will learn, learn something lesson, yeah. you learn something about yourself you learn what you want what you don't want what you think you are doing well what you think you need to work on like yeah. you were saying do you feel like you are l- cramming a lot of learning into yeah. the last couple of years because for your 20s you, were, uh, I you weren't really, in a relationship? Yeah, okay. I really think that. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's what I was saying to my friends. Everyone's mm. like, like Paddy, like 
they were like, you didn't, I didn't think you'd like this. Like, when you don't like them, like, this isn't love, whatever. And I'm like, guys, you're also forgetting that this is my first relationship. Normally people have this in their, like, early 20s, late teens. Yeah. Give me a second to grow here yeah. and yeah. to learn from myself. Yeah, yeah. You know? And also, I think, isn't there an element of it that, like, you kind of like you said you knew yourself so well like I feel yeah. like the reason I got married when I was 29 is because I knew who I was I knew what I stood for what yeah. I wanted who I was as a person and obviously you continue to grow through your life but I feel I like know. the basics were in place yeah I would not have gotten married had I that. yeah totally and and I think you know that's often why marriages that start you know or, or serious relationships that start in earlier years so in yeah. your late teens early 20s often run their course because you develop and you grow so much exactly but you already knew who you were when yeah, you were well, getting into this relationship your first I relationship I, I'm still growing you mean of course today, yeah. but like I know in terms of a person on their own mm. yes I knew what I was okay in terms of a person as a relationship it's completely different okay yeah I, get I don't know who I was in terms of what I wanted in a relationship mm-hmm. or how I'd be in a relationship or yeah. what I look for in a person yeah I had no idea yeah, so you knew of, who you were, but you didn't know no, who you might be yeah, with someone. With someone else, because you are different. Yeah. You know, and your needs and what you want are maybe completely different to what the person that you're with wants. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, things that will be important to me maybe not important to them so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I've realised from that relationship, like, I want security. I want someone to have their own life and not just be in mine. Yes. Okay. I've also realised that, like, I like I always felt in that relationship that I was the one to kind of drive it yeah in terms of like geez I made every decision like he never like challenged me or anything to that I need okay. someone that has a bit of spark that, yeah, that like, will, will do it. that yeah or I mean. challenge you to the yeah do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. or else I'll just run rings yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. do you mean I need yeah. someone to put me in my place yeah. sometimes I'm and a little brat do you, do you feel like so you've started seeing someone recently yeah. is that right yeah so how long is that kind of going on God, I'd say it's about like proper, we're proper seeing each other now, but I'd say we actually have been getting together for about six months. Okay, right. And are you, would you be, consider yourselves boyfriends now? We haven't had that discussion. Right. But I don't think we're seeing anyone else. Okay, mean? yeah. So you're you're probably exclusive, but yeah. haven't put a label. And haven't yeah. put a label on it, yeah. And do you feel like so far it's going, it's going yeah, well? Yeah, it's going good. Like yeah. it's, like he's completely different to my first boyfriend. And like, let me just, if God, I don't want... Like, I did love my first boyfriend. Course, we were just completely yeah, different yeah, yeah. people. Just different, yeah. Totally. And I don't wish him any badness. No. I feel the same way out, about my you know? exes. And like, I hope totally. he gets what he wants. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm a that person for him. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, with this person that I'm seeing now, like, yeah, it's completely different. I mean, it's a completely different relationship. But like, he's definitely... Yeah, like, I definitely am feeling like it could be something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um once again, I'm not one of those people that would be like, like, just like, I'm not one of those people that would be like, oh my God, I'm like, I don't fall quick. Okay. That's what I've realised. Right, okay. I'm actually quite, I didn't, I'm quite controlled when it comes to love. Okay. And, and, and letting, to, letting yourself let, go. Letting, letting myself go and letting yeah. people in, which I didn't realise mm-hmm. until I was in relationships. Yeah. I didn't realise. sure, how would you know that? Do you know? Yeah. How would you know? Like, like you know, people fall hard and like, like they just go and they see each other every day and mm. like that's not me. Yeah, yeah. And there's sure there isn't there people like I was listening to a podcast the other day where someone was like, yeah, we were engaged after six weeks and now we're together twenty years. Yeah. And like literally, I'm like, hey, and like you know, they text me all the time, ringing all the time. Mm. Like they just can't stop thinking. Like I think, like for me, everyone's like, but like you'll know when you know. And I think the person I am, I think I. 
I will let you in the more I get to know you. Yeah. You know, and what I'm liking about this person is that he gets me and I get him and we're getting to know each other in a really nice way. And yeah, it seems to be going well. I mean, I just, I've come from his today. That should tell a lot. Oh, juicy. (laughs) There's some more tea. That's why I have such glow on my skin. (laughs) (laughs) Paddy, okay. So thank you so much for that. That was absolutely fantastic and I really feel like I got such an insight into your your day my psyche into your, I really do um, so we're going to have a further chat we're going to do um, some kind of fun sex questions and stuff for um, anybody oh God. who's subscribed on mom, Patreon mom please don't subscribe no, ma- we're, no. we're, t- we're going to tell Paddy's mom <laughs> do not subscribe <laughs> to my Patreon for anyone else that wants to uh, subscribe it's patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash Ashling M. Keenan and you can if you google it you'll find me um, so if you do want to that's obviously a subscription service so it's either $2 $4 or $10 you can choose which one and no matter what level you're on you will have access to, to Paddy's second episode oh god so <laughs> like sexual escapades unveiled <laughs> so um, Paddy thank you so much again that thank was you, amazing honestly. and congratulations on the circle again it's so so fun to see you win that like it was just oh my god. I was totally buzzing watching it um, and thank you Cassie for producing and we and, and again thanks so much to everyone for your support in 2019 I'm happy to say I think as of today I, well, I hope as of today we'll have just passed 300,000 downloads of private education oh my so, god I, yes I know, congrats I'm, to I'm you I'm absolutely buzzing like I'm absolutely buzzing I, I, I had no when I started the podcast Paddy I'll be completely honest I had no frame of reference for what was good and what was bad and what was you know so I'm just absolutely delighted that uh you guys have stuck with me and you're still enjoying uh the the episodes and i'm going to be every friday for the foreseeable and um, you know giving you more good content we have i have really really great guests lined up and um, i've got some kind of fun ones but then i've also got some quite serious topics coming up soon like i have there's going to be an episode episode soon on unrequited love and then there's going to be an episode soon um with a sexual health nurse who talks people through what happens uh, if you've been sexually assaulted so that's something that you know I mean I certainly don't uh, like as in in terms of practical things like what questions you'll be asked what medical things you'll have to go through all that kind of stuff so that could be something that you know it's going to be it's going to be dark it's not going to be easy to talk about but I think it's something that could really help a lot of people in a lot of situations um, and then we've got the normal kind of light-hearted fun stuff as well so Thank you all for sticking with me, like I said, through 2019. And here's to a brilliant 2020. Um, until next week, thank you so much again. Uh, stay safe, have fun. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.